Good evening, church family. I greet you once again in the name of Jesus Christ. We are moving into our fourth session of Seven Words this evening, entitled, Woman, Here is Your Son. Let me open up with a word of prayer, and we will begin. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, in this Lenten season, I pray, Lord, that we are being spiritually fed, O oh God, that we're taking that uh, needed time to prepare our hearts, our spirits, O oh God, for what is coming. And what is coming, O oh God, is glorious, Lord, in its magnitude. It's an empty tomb. It's the risen Lord. And we should be uh, very much looking forward to that. But before we get there, Lord, we have some uh, spiritual work, some, some tending uh, to do to our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our souls. So, Lord, I pray that this evening's session, Lord, from the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter, will uh, be a blessing, that it will be spiritual manna for those who watch it. Bless the study and bless our lives, Lord, in this Lenten journey that leads to the cross and then to the empty tomb of our resurrected Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Folks, I'm going to ask if you would, uh, let us start this session off right by going right to the Word of God. I'm going to invite you to go to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 25b through 27. And I'll read it for us now. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to his disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. John nineteen twenty five b through 27. This is the Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So just a, a, a few thoughts here that uh, Pastor Rob has uh, in this devotional that I'd like to share, and then I'll, I'll close with some, some thoughts as well. Woman, here is your son. Like it or not, we live in very interesting times, do we not? They leave us with question after question. Will people whose lives have been disrupted and demolished, or demolished rather, physically or financially ever be the same? How will our most valuable fare in the midst of this pandemic? How will we be able to find the courage, the strength of voice, and means necessary to create a safe place for them and to create uh, a better, less polarized world. Will we allow the interiors of our collective hearts to be remodeled in a way that finally acknowledges the sacred worth of every child of God? Jesus' words spoken from the cross in the Gospel of John presents us with a lens through which to consider these questions, these musings, and they offer an invitation into a new way of being. As Jesus tenderly speaks directly to two of the dearest people in his life, his mother, 
and one of his closest friends, the disciples, he offers us a glimpse of hope for the days ahead and a new way to access and accomplish the life and the world that God imagines for each of us. How could Jesus possibly have conveyed all that in simple words from the scriptures, woman, here is your son? Well, We've got to keep reading, right? So staying near the cross, let's see what that's about. Among Jesus' followers, the Gospels focus most of their attention on the 12 men Jesus called to follow him. But it's also clear from these texts that many others traveled with Jesus during his ministry. And women were always a part of that group. Some of them, Luke tells us, even helped pay for expenses using their own resources. So it's understandable that women would be among those who were with Jesus during those final hours. Now, all four Gospels mention women who were brave enough to follow Jesus to the cross and to witness his crucifixion. It's easy to imagine their desire to stay near the cross to demonstrate to Jesus that he was, in fact, not alone and to be near their friend, their teacher, and their Lord, to hear even his last parting words. The women's names and number vary from gospel to gospel. That's not surprising since Matthew and Luke tell us that there were a number of women, excuse me, who followed the procession from inside the city walls out to Golgotha. And Matthew makes clear that he is not attempting to list all of them. John's Gospel mentions four. Look this up, John 19.25. Mary, the wife of Clopas, Mary Magdalene, Jesus' aunt, referenced only as his mother's sister, and one named only in terms of her relationship to Jesus, in quotes, his mother, whose name we know from the other Gospels, but that John does not mention at all. But with John, words and events typically have both a literal and a symbolic meaning. There's a reason why Jesus addresses his mother as he does, and John wants us to stop and to consider it, to gain a better understanding of why Jesus calls his mother, in quotes, woman, both at the wedding of Cana and at the cross, we need to go back to the magisterial and poetic beginning of John's Gospel, which very intentionally takes us all the way back to the opening verses of the Bible that describe how God spoke the world into existence. Here are these words again. <clears throat> I'm going now to uh, the Gospel of John, the first chapter, verses 1 three, and four. Please read along. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. Now for John, the wedding at Cana calls to mind the first married couple in creation. John has come to inaugurate a new creation and restore all that was destroyed in the original paradise. The idea uh, wasn't novel to John. 
decades earlier in the first letter to the Corinthians, Paul presents Jesus as the second Adam. You can go to 1 Corinthians 15, 4 to take note of that. The first man, Paul says, was from dust, from the earth. The second man, here's the difference, is from heaven. Jesus, the mind and spirit of God, the Word made flesh in human form, will recapitulate what Adam did wrong, only to get it right this time. Here we go, a very cross-centered theology here. On the cross, He will rescue us from the sin and death that the first man brought into the world. Did you hear that? Very important here, I'll repeat that. On the cross... The centrality of the cross here. On the cross, He will rescue us from the sin and death that the first man brought into the world. Okay, And Jesus' mother, well, just as Eve, the mother of all living, played a significant role in bringing about what is known as, in quotes, the fall of humankind. Jesus' mother the one whom he calls woman, will play a significant role in its redemption. Okay? Love that connection there. Jesus gives birth and life, or or excuse me, she, Mary, Mother Mary, gives birth and life to Jesus, the one who saves us all. It is she who propels Jesus into public ministry. A A good way to weave all of that uh, together. Okay, a couple of other things here. Now that the hour of his death and glorification has come, Jesus offers the two people he loves most in the world some tender last words. Words we are meant to overhear. When Jesus sees the two of them standing side by side at the cross, his heart is filled with compassion for his mother's grief and welfare. And he tenderly says to to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciples he said, Here is your mother. Scripture goes on to tell us, And from that hour the disciples took her into his own home. Jesus' dying words are similar to those we hear from so many who yearn to impart their dying wishes to those that they love, to their families, before their death. Take care of each other, someone might say. While they are similar on one level, on another they offer deeper meaning, a deeper spiritual meaning. Let's talk a minute about a new family here. On the cross, Jesus again invokes uh, the idea of a new community, okay, as his dying wish. When Jesus looks down at his grieving mother and the disciple and says, Woman, here is your son. Here is your mother. He is doing more than ensuring his mother is cared for after his death. The relationship that Jesus' mother and the disciple whom he loved Share with Jesus, in fact, the same relationship we can share with Jesus himself. This creates a new kind of family. And the disciple, by the way, just a little side note, whom Jesus loved, scholars really speculate on who that was. It might, in fact, have been the uh, the gospel writer John. Uh, in fact, it might uh, have been uh, someone else. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's... 
uh, really necessary to get tied up in those details. But this individual, whomever it was, this is someone that Jesus was uh, connected to and had uh, a very um, powerful and, and lasting uh, relationship with. So they were certainly uh, blessed by one another. So, so let, me, let, let me offer this as, as a closing. Death did not have the last word in Jesus' life. The coronavirus, the stock market, the political climate, or whatever the crisis may be, these will not have the last words in our lives either. Through the power of the resurrection, God can take that which appears demolished and impassable and in fact turn it into a beautiful new thing and also a way forward. On the other side of Good Friday, things were never the same for Jesus' followers, were they? Jesus' resurrection brought abundant life to them that they could never have imagined. Although they continued to face challenges and obstacles to overcome, they became a new creation, a new community. In fact, a new church, a massive new family that grew from a tiny cohort in Jerusalem to reach every part of the vast Roman Empire as it grew. Whatever Good Fridays that you and I may face, we will never be the same either. Through the power of the resurrected Christ, we can be something new, something transformed. Jesus can take what seems a demolished mess, in fact, and turn it into something beautiful. And let that be our hope that this, in fact, is His promise that has been imparted on us and in our hearts. So lean in, Pastor Rob says. Listen. Be family to one another. So, uh, church, I want to leave you with this. Certainly there uh, was mention from Pastor Rob about the uh, significant women in Jesus' life, significant women throughout Scripture. I, I, I think about uh, uh, several that, uh, you know, that, that come to mind, like, uh, like Phoebe uh, in the uh, New Testament, uh, Sarah, uh, Rachel, Leah, so, so many uh, women in, in Scripture who had a, a vital, significant Role throughout the Word of God, and, and and it's this it's this narrative that ultimately leads to what we now know as uh, salvation history. So uh, thank the special women uh, in your life. I, I know that Jesus uh, certainly did, and I think as people of faith, whether our uh, significant women are with us in the flesh or in heaven now. Offer a word of thanks for them. Seven words. I, I hope it has been a blessing for you uh, this evening. I, I really appreciated how Pastor Rob kind of ties it in, puts it all together, and makes it a very redemptive story by uh, the end of the chapter, as, of course, Jesus' life is for us today. Redemptive. And a promise that is for each and every one of us for new life 
and hope. So let me offer a word of prayer for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, we're thankful for those very special women in our lives who have loved us, who continue to love us, who have teached us, who will continue to teach us, oh God. Just their mere presence, oh God, is a blessing. It's a gift, Lord. It builds us up, Lord. It keeps our head high toward the heavens, Lord. Those special women in our lives are a true gift, I believe, as I know that we all do from you, Almighty God. So bless, Lord, those precious lives. Bless our lives as we pass on, Lord, that spirit of love, that uh, presence of, of grace uh, to all that we meet. Bless this day, bless this evening, and we ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Church, have a wonderful evening. Take care, and God bless you all.